Today we start a new series called Bear Fruit. We have just celebrated as a church Pentecost, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the church that she might become all she can be to fulfill the purposes of God. And that is a major work of the Holy Spirit and that's something we pray for and long for that God would move in his power on the church to equip us. But the other thing that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in his church today is form us into the likeness of Christ. Today, God is working in you. He's working in you a character and a nature that might be like his. This is the work of the Spirit. This is the fruits of the Spirit that have just been read to us in Galatians, in Galatians 5. And so today we start a new series called Bear Fruit. So what does that mean? What does it mean to bear fruit? So we're going to consider that in light of bearing fruit in our own lives, but also what does it mean as a community to bear fruit? I don't know about you, but lockdown has been a really odd time, but it's been a real time of reflection for me. You know, looking back, I've been able to think about who I am as a man. What does it mean to, to live out my role as a father, as somebody in work, as a husband? And what flows out of me? What flows out of my heart? And this is something that God is really interested in. If you flick through the pages of the New Testament, there is a lot about what we are becoming. But what we do know is that God has made us a new creation. He has put a new heart in us, a heart that would long after him, a heart that would long after the purposes of God, but also the nature of God too. And so this is going to be about maturity, how we might mature as individuals, but as a church that we might reflect the goodness of God. We know that Jesus promised and teach the church that he would send the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians 2, we see it says, God has set his seal of ownership upon us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. One day, you and I will be like Jesus. When we see him face to face, it says we will become like him. But we don't have to just wait until we get to heaven for that to happen that God is wanting us to be completely transformed by the Holy Spirit here today. So in this passage, we see nine fruits. We see love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Now, some of you who went through Sunday school will have a song going through your head and you would have played this through your mind a number of times growing up. But I want to ask you a question before we go on. Have you ever tried to grow anything, whether that's fruit or whether that's veg or whether it's herbs in your garden? Have you ever tried to grow something? You will be thinking now of, of things that have grown in your garden potentially or an allotment. But for those things to grow, what do those things need? Well, they need air, don't they? Or soil or water, all those good things that come from God. Those things are things outside of our ability to create. They are a creation of God that just makes things grow in his marvel marvellous creation. But you have a role to play, don't you, as well? Because if you just left those things to grow, what would happen? Well, they would suffer blight or animals would eat those things. So you have a role to protect that what God has already started and is causing to grow. And so we're going to think about partnership. What does it mean for us to partner with God? Because the New Testament has a lot to say about our role in our own growth. In verse 16 in this passage, it says, 
walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Well, what's the opposite of that? If we don't walk by the Spirit, we will gratify the desires of the flesh. Because we have still got forces around us that pull us away from what God has got for us and what he wants us to be. But it says walk by the Spirit, so that means you've got to do something. But we see other language in the New Testament, don't we? Like clothe yourself or run the race. These are things that require effort. And so when we think about maturity, we think about what we're becoming and our role in that. I don't know about you, but I look back over 30 years of Christian maturity, of walking with Jesus. And I know there are areas in my life that I should have dealt with many, many years ago. It should just be different now. But I'm still working through some of those things, some of those character flaws, whatever that might be. And you might identify that in your own life too. This is God working in us. But what can we do to speed that process up, to see greater fruit grow in our lives? The first thing I want to say to you as we think about these next few weeks is know where fruit grows. Where you plant stuff really matters, but where you plant yourself really matters too. John 15, 4 to 8 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you would bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You know, fruit is not something that will grow naturally if you are disconnected from the thing that gives that fruit life. And who is our life? It's Jesus. And so when you think about wanting to become what Jesus has got for you to be, spend time with him. How do you spend time with Jesus? Through prayer, through reading his word, by being in his presence, by worshipping. All these things that we do as a Christian community, these are the things that would draw you near to him, that you might know his voice. But the word in here that we see is really important. The word remain. It says remain in me. And another word for remain is abide. An dictionary definition of abide is to accept or to act in accordance with. So to accept or to act in accordance with. That's what God wants us to do. For us to really grow in our faith, to see fruit truly grow in who we are, for us to become what Christ has got for us to, to be. He wants us to accept what he says is true and to act in accordance with that. Because I know that when I choose to walk away from what God has got for me, I don't experience life in that area. I don't experience fruit. I have to accept what he says and believe it's true and to act in accordance with that thing. So remaining in Christ is to become obedient to his word. That is a big thing if we want to become what God has got for us to be. The second thing is know the condition of the soil that you are growing things in. Now, we, we know from Matthew 13, the soil is the, thing that, is the thing that receives the message, receives the thing that God has put into our hearts. But it says it's for those who would receive the word, but also understand it. 
But what does it mean to understand? You know, if, if a child comes to you and you are trying to correct them, you will say to them, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, you don't just want to hear them say, yes, I understand cognitively in their mind. You don't just want them to understand the words, but you want them to go away and act on those words, don't you? And so that's why God has given us his word, to guide us, to mould us, to shape us. So how obedient are you today to what God says is the right way to live? It can be challenging. It can take faith to believe that God is right sometimes and for you to respond to that and trust that he will work his purposes in that. You know, the soil is our state of heart. You know, do you have a heart that wants to please God? Now that's a challenging question, isn't it? And I have to ask that of myself. Do I always want to please God in every area of my life? But this is who he is. He is Lord of, over everything and he requires us to be faithful in all that we are. And so a question for you. What are you putting around yourself to help yourself grow? Because if you are going to grow something, you will put things around that, whether that's nets or whether that's a structure, to make sure those things are protected and grow well. What are you putting around yourself to make sure you grow well? Are you putting yourself into a community, a community of other believers that are seeking the same thing, that want to see God glorified in their lives? Because that will encourage you, that will support you. So if you are not in a community like that, over these next few weeks, let me encourage you to connect with other believers to grow with them, to be encouraged by them, to be strengthened by them. Because it's that environment in which your heart will really grow in your capacity to want what God wants. Finally, I want you to think about this context that we are reading this passage in. Paul is writing to a church that is struggling with things theologically, relationally, and he is trying to help these people to consider how they might move on, how they might grow in character, in love towards one another. In verse 14, it says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. You know, they obviously need to hear this. And I think we need to hear this as a church, not just Christ church, but the church needs to hear what it means to be like Christ, to have this fruit grow in us and cause us to become alive. As we walk through this series, I want you to take a step back and to consider who you are, but also what God is making you to be. The last two things I want to say before we move into this series over these next few weeks is Paul starts the fruits and ends the fruit with love and with self-control. Love is the thing that really will drive us. If you love somebody, you will want to be changed by them and be shaped by them. John Mark Comer says, a definition of love is love is the decision of the heart to delight in another soul and to will their good ahead of your own, no matter what the cost is to yourself. I'll say that again. Love is the decision of the heart to delight in another soul and to will their good ahead of your own, no matter what the cost is to yourself. When you truly love somebody, you truly want to serve them. You truly want to pour out who you are for them. And this is the context in which these fruits grow. When we want to love ourselves and understand God's love for us, but also in how we might love one another. And the final fruit we see is self-control. I know for me to grow, 
I need to have self-control. Those areas in my life can, that can just grow wild if I don't have self-control. The way I, I might think about people or talk about people or even speak to people might go out of control if I don't truly long to please God. And so let us as a church, and for any of you who are watching this online, think about who we are and what God is making us to be for his glory that we might fulfill his purposes. Amen.